Hello, and welcome to the Portscast, the only furry podcast that never mentions penises. I'm your host, Portsby, and that over there is Luna Starbright. And with us today are Skid and Foofy, the creators of the popular webcomic, UberQuest! Yay! Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to your doom. Doom? <laughs> I don't know, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, uh... You're supposed to tell them that <laughs> I should have like told five you five minutes later. Like, <laughs> you gotta get them going. <laughs> get them going? Get them going. Can you Everyone's elaborate? Good. No. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> they are. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? We are doing good. Yeah, pretty good. Good. You guys have this wonderful webcomic that's going on right now called UberQuest. Would you guys like to talk about it for a minute? Sure. For our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so UberQuest uh, was a webcomic that we started last year, January. No, February. February. It was, we came up with the idea in January. Right. <laughs> uh, to it do launched it. February. Yeah. And um, uh, at the time, it was just kind of like a spur-of-the-moment thing, really. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody was using uh, the new thing, Patreon. And we were like, you know, we wonder what we could do to, you know, do take advantage of that and... See if we can uh, bring a comic that everybody would like to read. Uh, and we started looking up sources, and uh, I ended up talking to Chalo because he's on the chat box. Mm-hmm. Asked him how he got on there, and uh, after a little bit of time, we got on, we were lucky enough to uh, get accepted. And uh, now we've been doing it for about a year and a half now. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's nice. But uh, yeah, originally it was just, it was just like a a silly little idea of uh, Foofies. Uh, it was just like a, uh, these little characters that she made back in 2008. 2008, 2007, yeah. And uh, it was just, nice. yeah, it was just like random little adventures, you know, them fighting slimes or whatever. And uh, we ended up making a comic out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, I assume your Patreon is doing well, too. Uh, it, yeah, it's doing pretty decent right now. Uh, it kind of fluctuates every now and then. Yeah. As as is the way. As is the way, exactly. <laughs> I, I'd also like to ask you guys, I ask this of everybody on the podcast, what is your origin story into the fandom in general? <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, you want to go first? <laughs> uh, I got to think about this one. You go. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, I guess like the you know, you think back on, like, when you, like, started, uh, like, drawing and stuff, but I think the first time that I ever really got into the fandom was probably as a kid watching, like, Care Bears and Looney Tunes and Disney and all that, mm-hmm. and I really liked, like, you know, the animal cartoon characters, and I never really thought about it, and then I'd say, oh, geez, 2002, 2003, I got, like, um, a Deviant art account, and I started browsing on there, and some of the first, um, uh, Artists I found on there were like Bearchan and Kalar and Chalo, funnily <laughs> enough. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And so I started like drawing a little bit here and there, but um, I didn't actually join for Affinity. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the, the third collaborator on your comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Anyway, uh, go ahead. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I didn't actually join for Affinity till 2007, and then it was just. That was it. 
Uh, I, I was sold. <laughs> you took. Um, as for me, kind of the same thing. I liked uh, I liked Don Bluth films like Son- uh, Secret of Nim and Rockadoodle yes, and stuff. Yes, yes, good. Don Bluth is like my biggest <laughs> inspiration, uh, and I don't know. I, I kind of uh, turned away from that for a while, and uh, you're going to laugh at this, but ended up watching some of the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know. Um, every day, I, I there's not a day I, that goes by I don't regret it. No, um, those but dark no, days. I think <laughs> yeah, it haunts me to this day. <laughs> to um, this day, I gotta go fast. I'm, I'm assuming he means the non AM cartoon <laughs> with chili dogs and <laughs> the chili PSAs. dogs. Ones? Are we talking chili dogs? Or are we talking like super uh, Sonic <laughs> serious? <AM. laughs> Yeah, um, we're talking, <laughs> you're, you're, both. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so what I would do when I was a kid is I would uh, watch those cartoons. Uh, I would go to, the, to Blockbuster. Yeah, Blockbuster. And What's that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Don't confuse Shut. the poor man. <laughs> it's an ancient relic. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to go to Blockbuster, rent the VHS tapes. VHS. Mm. Jesus. Wow. I've heard of that. <laughs> and, I'm not sure uh, what that is. Can you? The, they were. I used to rent the VHS of Sonic tapes and play them, and like I would pause them on the screen and draw what I saw on the screen, and I ended up getting into drawing Sonic type characters for a while. Okay. And uh, just went on uh, went online and started searching up Sonic websites and found out that other people were doing Sonic fan characters, quote unquote, and I was like, oh wow. That's kind of cool, actually. So I started doing the same thing, and my style slowly shifted away from the Sonnet style, thank goodness. <laughs> and um, I got into anime, of course, and then I kind of like put that into my art style as well. So Sonic and anime, not good. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's pretty much how I got into it. I was uh, checking Sonic websites, and I think the first site I found was uh, Side7.com. And uh, not many people know of that, but um, I'm one of those people. I was, <laughs> I was one of those, uh, one of the few on that site. After that, uh, it just this the website kind of slowed down because a lot of people were moving off to another website called Sheezy Art, and that's where I moved to, and from there to FA. So there's my story. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so. We, we we have a lot of similarities, uh, at least me and Foofy, uh, we, we both started on FA about the same time, actually, about 2007. And, uh, All right. And, and I grew up on Don Bluth and, and Sonic as well. But, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It's, it's a mutual sorry society. <laughs> and, uh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of years, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, the year I joined FA was 2005. So nice. I'm the babby. You're, by you're much. the babby. Not by much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you guys support yourself on artwork, basically. And me and, me and Luna here, we're actually looking into that sort of thing as well. So I was wondering if you had any sort of advice. Advice. That's the word. <laughs> if you guys have any advice towards uh going that route. Not just for us, but not you know, just for us, but for anybody listening. Right. Okay. Well, I guess the advice I would have to give is just uh try to be consistent. 
it, it takes a, a long time to build up a fan base, uh, as I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got to make something that people will enjoy, and that may not that may be something that you don't <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. That's no joke. So um, if you build up that fan base, though, sometimes you'll get those uh, those loyal fans that'll stick with you wherever you go. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I would say like make characters that people like because uh, people love even if you don't like necessarily do a comic, like if it's just a character you draw or a persona. Just doing silly things or or whatever, people love that and do like um, you have to do like uh, a lot of updates for probably I'd say a good year or so to try and get like exposure. Yeah. Join lots of different websites like Tumblr or uh, DeviantArt or or whatever, and just get your stuff out there. Yeah. Uh, join as many sites as possible. Yes. When I was starting out, I didn't want to join any of those social websites because I was like, these are so dumb. Twitter's dumb. (laughs) Facebook's dumb. MySpace is dumb. Tumblr's dumb. I thought everything was dumb because... Well, MySpace is dumb, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I used... I was like, man, Twitter, what the heck? You know, who wants to hear about everyone's little things that they do all day long? That sounds like the most useless website, but no... It's it's really is something that you need to do in order to gain exposure and get followers and because it's you know constantly changing and I'm sure that there's going to be even more websites coming out in the future that you'll need to join and stuff too like uh, we haven't even made a, a Pinterest and I've heard a lot about that too but that would be interesting to have a, a Pinterest as far as like a, a furry Pinterest or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> But that's the basic idea is to keep a social interaction with your fans and that way gain followers and stuff like that. Definitely. I I would say pretty much the exact same thing. (laughs) Um, Another good thing to do is to uh, keep uh, posting things. Don't don't ever stop because if you stop for even like a month, I've, I've noticed I've lost watchers just because I haven't drawn anything in a while. Yeah, that's true. You you need to keep uploading at least every other day. See, what I want to know is do people, how are people able to do that and balance work outside of that? Because I know there's people that have part or full-time jobs on top of art, and mm-hmm. I'm just, by the end of the day, I'm just a dried-out husk. I can't even, <laughs> it's hard for me to even make it through the day or get to the get to my bed to fall asleep. I'm just hard for me to actually sit down and draw yeah uh that's that's understandable um i don't know it's that's a tough one that really is a tough one because um we were fortunate that around the time that we started doing the uh art for a living thing that we already had a, a a pretty big fan base so we were able to you know do streams and and get people to commission us so we could you know keep our bills paid and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i don't know people uh do it all the time i guess they just they try to set away set up a, a schedule even if they don't finish a complete picture one night they you know do a little bit on it mm-hmm. every night or something right know. the transition from having uh, a normal nine to five to doing freelance is difficult and i guess like i like he said i would just like if you have like free time on a weekend or whatever you know, at least try to do one or two pictures and upload it, even if it's just a sketch or whatever. It it also takes a lot of self discipline. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you you can't you know because 
<laughs> you think like, oh man, I'm you know I'm working for myself. I don't have to go anywhere and go to a job or whatever. I can just sit back and draw whenever I want to. And then you sit back and you just kind of procrastinate. And you're like, well, crap. Now I need money and I don't. <laughs> I haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, that's something you definitely got to keep up with. Aside from you know keeping yourself busy and occupied. You also got to worry about the other things that come along with self-employment, such as you know paying taxes, which mm -hmm. is a lot more difficult if it's not being taken out from a paycheck. Yeah, you know, definitely. <laughs> it's funny, uh, uh, you know, my, my parents when I was growing up, I wasn't spoiled, but they didn't really teach me much mm -hmm. about life and living out on my own. So there was a lot of stuff I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> I was in a similar situation myself, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that I wish I'd have known that I know now. Sometimes it, it makes me feel kind of embarrassed sometimes thinking about it. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, if someone's talking to me, I go to some place and I'm tr paying taxes or, you know, and they're saying, <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm dumb. They're saying big words, and I'm like, "What? What you say? <laughs> what? <laughs> what tax exemption? What that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it really makes you go like, "Oh man, I wish I would have learned about all this stuff." Mm -hmm. But it is something that you learn as you go. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, you guys. For that. Uh, uh, no problem. I uh, hope we didn't like discourage you. Or you. Oh no. No 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 that's, no. I mean that's. The nature of the beast. That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't discourage us at all. I, I was just really interested in in how you guys handle that. I'm I'm in a weird position right now where I I was recently fired from my full time job, so now I'm trying to oh. trying to figure out if I want to do this thing for full time. You know, and I'm I'm trying to weigh my options here. Like I've been I've been thinking of doing like a part time job instead of a full-time job, so that way I can focus a little more on artwork at the moment before I, I uh, dive headfirst into it, so to speak. Not only that, but you have more of a secure paycheck with a part-time job than just freelance, at least in this transitional period, I would think. Right. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I would say that's a good idea, because that's what I did. Uh, whenever I, Before I started doing the art for a whole living thing, I, uh, I worked... You're in, uh, this is funny too. I worked as a manager at McDonald's for a year, mm -hmm. and that was hell. And I'm sure that uh, was yeah. <laughs> after working there. <laughs> Did for not some like time. that place. But after that, I after the year was done, I just couldn't take it no more. You know, my feet were getting tore up because I hardly ever got to sit down. But mm -hmm. I started working at a place called NEW, which uh, is known as Asurion in a lot of other places. It's a call center, mm -hmm. and you. Uh, basically, I, I registered warranties and, and filed claims for people who had trouble with their electronics and stuff. And uh, that's what I did for like a couple of months, I think. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was crap too. But <laughs> after that, I was just like, okay, I'm going to try my hand at you know doing the art for a living thing. And that's whenever I started. And uh, so, yeah, I what you said about getting a part-time job so you can focus on art on the side is a good idea is basically what I'm trying to say with all this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the short version, sorry about that. Yes. No, no worries. You can pontificate as much as you like. <laughs> so what made you decide to get into the webcomic game? Well, like I said, uh, we, for a long time, I did a lot of commissions. I did a lot of like doodles and stuff via, you know, I 
start up a stream, have people come in and then request it and then pay for it right then and there. And I'll, you know, I draw it and get it done. And I just got really tired of drawing other people's characters <laughs> and not drawing anything for myself. It's understandable. <laughs> I became an artist because, you know, I was like, wow, I really like how this looks. I wish I could get a picture of something like this. So that's why I decided in January last year, I went up to Foofy and I said, uh, let's do a webcomic. And it was, believe it or not, it was as random as that. <laughs> I walked up to her and I said, let's do a webcomic. And she's like, okay. <laughs> I said, do you have any ideas? And she's like, uh, well, there was this old idea that I had years ago of these three characters, Sesame, Kibbles, and Claire. I was like, oh, yes, I remember that. What was it called? And she said, I think I called it UberQuest. And I was like, let's do that. And that, <laughs> literally, that's as random as it was. And Foofy was like, okay, uh, why don't you, you know, draw and line the pages and I'll color it. And I was like, sounds good. Did she already have a script or are you guys writing that together? <laughs> that's a fun story. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, as far as the script goes, it, there, it was uh, non-existent. We had no idea what we were doing when we first started. We were like, okay, we're going to make a comic. Uh, but we didn't know anything about you know making comics or writing a story or, or any of that. So uh, we kind of put our heads together and we're like, okay, well, we don't know how to do it. So let's ask around. Let's look up tutorials. And so I was like reading everything I could, watching videos on uh, you know artists talking about that and stuff and I try to learn everything I can, and uh, I feel bad because when we started the webcomic, we didn't really have a set idea. So, like, early on, the pages sort of suffered, and so, uh, like, the plot kind of snowballed and came together slowly. But now, as of, as of now, we have a, a, a plot set and an ending and, and all that, so it's, it's much better, but it was a, a rocky start. Yeah, I know we, I've been wanting to start one for some time, just in general. But I, my problem is I don't read. That's like my biggest <laughs> flaw. And like I've I've talked with a couple of close friends about it. Like I have to reread a single paragraph like five times in a row for it to actually sink in. <laughs> so I my as far as like writing ability, that's like my biggest flaw with when it comes to that sort of stuff. Um, I, I was the same way, exactly <laughs> the same way. Whenever I first started working with Foofy on this mm -hmm. and it is definitely something that just comes to you uh, like I wish I was a bit more prepared mm -hmm. back then like I wish I would have known more about writing but uh, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this but I'm going to uh, quote a really popular meme right now just do it <laughs> <laughs> and seriously like it, as funny as it is and as funny you know the funny things that have come out of that meme video and stuff it it really is true it is just it is do it and you start you know yesterday you said tomorrow and blah 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 you know all that stuff <laughs> when i started i didn't know anything like like foofy was just saying uh we did you know the comic started off really rocky because we were just drawing randomly random things and adding random text that we were like okay is this what the story's going to be uh, we have characters but we don't have anything else it, it it slowly came together, especially since you know Foofy, Foofy really did take a lot of time to. Uh, sorry, every time I talk, 
It's all right. I'm trying not to die over here because I'm like, oh, the cute. <laughs> yeah. Right now he's he he's in a, a like a a grunting stage. Going, ah. He's five months old, so he's quite. Uh... Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, if it weren't for the fact that Foofy was spinning. Every day, looking up tutorials, looking up videos, looking up reviews and stuff, um, that really helped us a lot. Mm-hmm. I know uh, back, back when I did comic books in school, I would actually just write it as I went. This was like a, a long improv, basically. <laughs> That's exactly how we started. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were talking about that, it, it took me back. I'm like, yeah, those were the yeah. days. <laughs> I used to do the same thing in school. I used to make stupid little comics about my character Skid, believe it or not. (laughs) And it was just really cartoony and really silly, and none of it made any sense. Like, one minute they were running through a field, the next minute they were talking to Mario. (laughs) LOL, random. Yeah, and then the next minute they were, like, in a dentist's office or something. I don't know. It was really weird. But you had fun It was just, like, ideas. I was like, I'm going to steal this idea from this cartoon that I like. (laughs) There you go. I actually, uh, one of my longest running comic books that I wrote when I was a kid was called Pokey Dog. <laughs> and it was, it was basically a rehash of all of the plots of Pokemon. Except like in, in like a sat- satirical view point, I guess. So, so it was really easy for me to follow a plot because <laughs> I already had one, but <laughs> I would just like, Improv bits around it. <laughs> it's actually pretty magical. <laughs> Speaking of which, that brings up another interesting topic about creating a webcomic. That uh, it's a lot easier to make a webcomic that about a story that already has a pre-built uh, world and characters and stuff. Like I've seen a lot of webcomics about My Little Pony recently. And it's like, yeah, that's easy because, you know, you already have the world developed for you. Yeah. You already have the lore mm-hmm. and all that set in front of you. All you got to do is just make, like, a fan character and then put them in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and see, what what you need to do, you need to reverse engineer that, make your own world, make your own stories. Mm-hmm. And then and then you can build on top of that as long as you have that uh, infrastructure. Yeah. I think it's really easy to do the gag-a-day comic, like when you're just doing one random joke a day. And that's fine, especially if you don't want to have, like, a continuous story or whatever. Um, But, yeah, world-building can be really hard. And for us, it was, you know, uh, it's like it took months to, you know, fully develop the world. And sometimes you would just get, like, a random idea, like, oh, we should add this, or, oh, we should do that. And, um, you know, don't expect, like, to have it all done in uh, a day or a week or even a month. Like, it can take a while to to fully get the story uh, fleshed out. But I guess it just depends on your writing skill and your brainstorming and how much time you spend on it. Um, And at the same time, you don't don't need, like, a... uh... What what is that called? The Similarian or whatever the J.R.R. Tolkien Bible that he has for <laughs> Lord of the Rings. It's like yeah, 700 pages. You, you don't quite need it that fleshed out before you start <laughs> on a story. You can always you can always build on your world with your story as you're writing it. Mm-hmm. Just as long as you have like some sort of idea. Yeah, you exactly. You don't have to. Ha- you don't want to overdo it. You don't have to have it that fleshed out exactly as you yeah. said. 
really the most important thing to writing, you would think, like, you know, you can have a kind of... <laughs> hey, I, I think the baby's got a point. <laughs> he's he's weighing in. Anyways, um, you don't necessarily... <laughs> Precious bab. She's sorry. She's watching like kids playing in a ball pit. Yeah, we have a, we a have TV. a three year old and a five month old. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, as I was saying, <laughs> oh, I'm dying. <laughs> Those are your ovaries calling. I know. <laughs> um. I think the most important thing to uh, a story is characters. Like, you can kind of have a, a wishy-washy plot. I'm not saying plot isn't important. Or you can even just do a gag-a-day. But as long as the characters are really good, uh, I think that's the most important thing. I agree. Yeah, we wanted to, actually... You and I wanted to start one for a while. We haven't done anything. Yeah, we haven't yet. done anything yeah, with it yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're, we're thinking You guys about have it. an idea set in mind? Um, kind of. Uh, we we uh, created these deer characters together on our collaborative. collaborative account. We we were thinking of like maybe they run a bookstore or something together. We're still, but um, we we don't have we're... much past that yet. We've got the characters. We, we haven't really and we, have we haven't really talked account. about it. <laughs> we haven't really talked about any of it yet. Oh. That sounds a lot like what we did. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like hey. I've got some characters that are adventurers and they fight slimes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do a talk about that. <laughs> it always starts out that way, but um, I would definitely recommend doing a comic together if you guys can, like, you know, do it. Because, uh, I mean, you can, you do see people that solo, like, they do the story, the art, everything by themselves. And I really have to commend people like that because it is so much work, even between two people. Um, especially if you're doing, like, a full-color comic like we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys are also really fortunate that your art styles gel together so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that that's something that that's also something that something that just comes along with living together for four years. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about the plot of UberQuest? Okay, uh, you want me to do this one? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I won't get interrupted. Uh, <laughs> so UberQuest follows six protagonists um, in a fantasy adventure world. It's a weekly comic. Uh, it was bi-weekly, but it got a little harder doing that, and, like, we have, like, two other comics we're doing. Um, but anyways, uh, so it follows, uh, Sesame, Kibbles, Claire, Farron, Kyler, and Mason. And, uh, so it's three girls, three guys. And, uh, they live in a, a fantasy, uh, kind of RPG world, but it's, like, not a video game or anything. It's just, like, it's like a that high is the, fantasy uh, medieval. Yeah. High fantasy. Yeah, that's something that a lot of people got confused in the beginning. Everybody was like, "Hey, is this a video game world? When are we going to see the real players?" But yeah, that's, yeah. that's not that's not what it is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so anyways, they're all uh, find themselves together, and um, they find these magical items called Ubers, and uh, there is they're very ancient and powerful items, but that nobody really knows what they're for. But all the kingdoms in the land are trying to get a hold of them. And there's um, a rebellion going on against a war-hungry nation, which is on the fringe of a civil war, ironically enough. Some conspiracies going on, and uh, our character Claire is actually from a different time period, and she actually kind of time travels to Ever. And uh, so we got kind of like this futuristic 
uh, fish out of water story going on with her. <laughs> um, kind of just like their adventures and growth through all this. That's the story. <laughs> Short and it's, sweet. <laughs> it, it's a very it, it, it's a very simple story, but has a lot of room to grow and become very complex. Mm-hmm. And it's very uh, as David Lilly, the uh, artist writer of Dreamkeepers, would put it. It's a very character driven story. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that that's something else we forgot to mention that. Uh, which is pretty important. <laughs> David and Liz Lilly are uh, the the creators of the uh, award winning winning webcomic Dreamkeepers. Are the ones helping publish our work oh, for awesome. us. Yes, uh, uh, under the, their name Vivid Publishing. So that was really nice of them to to offer that for us. In fact, you guys have a Kickstarter to raise funds to publish it. Yeah, we wouldn't even be doing this Kickstarter if it weren't for them in the first place. Yeah. But yeah, that's what the Kickstarter is for: is to raise funds to try and get our first edition physical volume one of uberquest made awesome and i and last i looked i mean you guys were on the roll already which is really great yeah it totally took us by surprise uh we just launched it yesterday and actually let me let me go check what we're sitting at right now (laughs) all right yeah we just launched it yesterday uh at uh and we're looking for a goal of eight thousand and we're already at three thousand eight hundred fifty eight which totally blew us away Almost, almost halfway there already, and it's only the second day. So that's great. Well, I, I certainly hope you guys make your goal. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, <laughs> and we hope that you guys are successful in making an awesome webcomic as well. well thank you. We will definitely give you a plug if you do. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> that's another thing that helps. You know, the popularity of your webcomic is getting other well-known artists and webcomic makers to plug your work for them. Exactly. <laughs> I guess I could talk to you about the cat box uh, where our webcomic is hosted. Yeah, um, go ahead. This, this is the uh, the the webcomic uh, hosting service, right? That has like Chalo's comic, uh, Lost Linda's on it, and Dream. Yeah, this is so. the webcomic portal where yeah, there's like um, a bunch of different artists with a bunch of different webcomics on there, including as you said, Chalo and uh Avon Cry and mm-hmm. Nikani all have their own webcomics on their uh, Chalo has Lost Lindus. Avon Cry has a couple of comics, um, one called uh, The Eye of Ramalak and uh, Tina of the South, and Nikani has Caribbean Blue. It's a webcomic portal for all kinds of webcomics, but m- right now there's mostly furry comics on there, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and uh, the reason uh, we joined is because we, we couldn't figure out where we would be able to host the webcomic UberQuest. That was another big problem that we had, is we didn't know where uh, we didn't have any kind of web hosting service or anything like that, unless it, we you know we used SmackGs or something. Mm-hmm, but yeah. thankfully, they were uh, kind enough to uh, to get us that spot. It uh, yeah, it was uh, it's a it's a pretty good place to uh, have your webcomic hosted if you if you were to try and make a webcomic, but. Uh, the thing is, you gotta. Uh, it's it's community based, so you gotta uh, be friends with uh, a lot of the other artists and get kind of a big decision from everybody. And, right. Um, That'll be and, easy. Uh, usually they recruit, <laughs> usually usually they recruit in the spring too. So okay, that's cool. cool. But uh, yeah, that's where uh, that's why we decided to go there, and uh, we were lucky enough to get a spot. Mm. Well, that's great, and and I I feel like it's got a really great community as well. It does. 
uh, they have uh, very active forums there where uh, a lot of fans and people talk about the different web comics and have their own, you know, head cannons <laughs> and uh, and things like that. It's it's really cool to see that. Uh, that's that's another big driving force that led us to do a web comic because we always wanted to see you know people's comments on the story and what they thought was going to happen. It's like oh. And sometimes that can be a little cheating. Yeah, because then you can, can steal like, it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good. It's like mm, that's a good idea. Maybe we'll use mm-hmm. that. You know? I don't think. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Fufi, do you still go by Fusuke, or is it just like a just whatever sort of situation? Um, not really so much because nobody could knew how to pronounce it. So I was just like, okay, I'll just go by Fufi because okay. <laughs> that was kind of like a nickname given to me. So I was like, it just stuck. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's uh, okay. No one can pronounce Portsebee, so. <laughs> <laughs> port 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 Zebi? Port Zebi? Yeah. Zebi Both. Port, right. Ports. Yeah. yeah, uh yeah, she told me that uh whenever she joined FA she just chose the name because because just, yeah, just like a random uh name up <laughs> in my head, so poor choice. It was a poor choice, she said. <laughs> Where did that's for me. yeah? Where did Skid come from? Jeez, oh, um, is it your Sonic this, character? This goes back to my Sonic the Hedgehog. This goes back to my Sonic the Hedgehog days. I called it. Yep. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, Don't get excited now. So I made a quote unquote Sonic fan character, mm-hmm. and it was a dog, and he was cool, so he could run fast like Sonic. Oh. And and uh, one day I just drew him on a page skidding to a halt mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I just wrote in letters on the top dog skidding <laughs> that's, all, that's all I wrote and I went back one like one day this oh come on this is when I was yeah, like, yeah, 11 yeah, yeah. years old um, <laughs> but I went back and I looked at it and I was like for some reason I had just the word skid s-k-i-d-d underlined and I was like I'm gonna name this character skid <laughs> and Ever since then, that's just how I... That's just the character I've used. I don't know why it stuck. It just did. And it's been the same ever since. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> As for us, uh, Portsby is well, a, uh, a misspelling of, of a, a nonsense word from Mad Magazine. The actual word is Piertsby, uh, which is like a Polish word for want. But I, I loved Mad Magazine when I was a kid. Especially older Mad really? magazines, so it kind of stuck with me. And uh, honestly, I didn't actually use the the name Portsby until high school. And I uh, I would go over to a friend's house and play Halo, <laughs> and I needed like a a name or something, like a handle. I'm like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> so I just put that in, and it kind of stuck. That's interesting. <laughs> I was wondering how that name came about. <laughs> What about yes? What about? Oops, sorry. <laughs> All right, Luna. I was going to say, what about uh, what about you? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. I don't like telling this story. I like hearing this story. <laughs> it's, um, it hasn't been on the podcast yet, like mine. <laughs> I thought it. I, well, the the origin story. I thought we talked about. No, your your name. Yeah. Where did your name come from? I think we talked about. Anyways, whatever. Um, well, these guys haven't heard. Yeah, I know. Fair enough. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, back in high school, which I'm pretty sure is when a lot of people started getting into the furry stuff, um, at least people I've talked <laughs> with, um, 
I didn't really know about furry per se. Um, I was involved, like a lot of my friends were weeaboo garbage, and um, like a lot of friends. Oh, like a lot of friends, and um, they were into role playing online, and so. One day, my friend was. They, my friends were talking, and I had overheard. And I was like, "What are you guys talking about?" And they're like, "Oh, we hang out on this website called Gaia Online." <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> and I'm like, "What's that?" And so, um, you know, I went on that. I'm like, "This is so cool!" And I'm like, you know, fifteen, sixteen. So, and I'm not a very social person. Like at cons, totally different thing. Like I like getting to know people. I'm still very shy, though, I will say that. Like, if I'm starstruck, I'm like, da, da, da. <laughs> but um, this was an opportunity for me to try and get to know people and stuff, and so I went on Guy Online, and um, during that time when I went, that's around the time that Underworld had come out, and I was, obs- like, I'm not obsessed as much as I was back when I was a teenager, but I was pretty involved with, um, like, just the mythos and um, nature of, like, vampires and werewolves and, you know, uh, monsters in general. And so mm-hmm. I created this... Luna Starbright was essentially a garbage <laughs> uh, persona that was much like the Lycans from Underworld... And so she was like this vampire werewolf hybrid. <laughs> and yeah, oh. and he's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, um, and so it, it, it luckily, I, I've walked away from that past. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like scratching my leg and he's like, he's like stop, stop. <laughs> it's okay, it'll just be in the background of the uh, podcast. Sh- 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 why is that noise? <laughs> It's, uh, we, we got two babies and and Luna scratching her leg nonstop <laughs> for a crack addict scratching. Um, yeah, so it, essentially Gaia, and luckily, like a year or so into that, I met like a couple of furry friends in high school that introduced me into that fandom, and I. Uh, you know, altered her to be more, have more animal attributes, like typical Neko girl kind of stuff. And, um, then it eventually went into full on, uh, furry as far as, um, not so much like weeaboo Neko cat girls, that kind of stuff. So, but, um, I am glad that I am not where I was when I started, because <laughs> yeah, goes goes back to that. I don't read a whole lot, and I just go off of the things I like, and you know, so I don't really come up with amazing <laughs> ideas a whole lot. But yeah, but yeah, there you go. So Gaia is the short, short answer. <laughs> I guess it. At least it's not well. There was this thing known as Twilight. <laughs> right. It's it's this generation's uh, <laughs> underworld. Yeah. Luna sparkles yes. and she walks out into the sun. We must not do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing to be ashamed yeah. of. So. We've all... We all have our, our dark under- past. <laughs> Luna, Luna has Gaia. Skid has past. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah... 
Not just Sonic, though. I also remember having a dark past in Furcadia. <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> Me too. Yes, Furcadia. Oh my god. I freaking yes. love Furcadia! Do <laughs> you, you still love it? Well, <laughs> not, obviously not as much as when I was actually oh, on okay. there, but I, I still like it. Yeah, yeah, it was the same here. I, I, I freaking loved it, too, when I was younger. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I can meet other people like this. This is... So yeah, <laughs> gotten overrun by Second Life now, though. I think that's like oh the yeah, new... that the new Furcadia is Second yeah. Life now. Everything Second Everything Life now. What about IMVU guys? Yeah, yeah what about IMVU? <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you about? mean? <laughs> they own Furfinity. <laughs> I always, I always pronounce it Imvu. Imvu. <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> baby <that>. likes it <laughs> those those banners creep me out <laughs> on for oh I know <laughs> the imvu stuff like the <laughs> the weird ass anime cat girl thing with the she's a scene girl <laughs> with cat ears yes that's totally a furry <laughs> it looks bad <laughs> what no shit I'm sorry like, oh. it looks bad no shit <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. You don't mess around. No, <laughs> You're straight, I don't. Sorry. straight to the point. <laughs> I, 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 can pretty, I can be pretty blunt. You should have heard me whenever I worked at the call center. I know how that is. That's what I do now. <laughs> had had people calling me trying to file a claim on a, a printer fax machine that fell in their bathtub when they were bathing. Wait, what? I'm not even joking. <laughs> you know, I can't, you can't make there's a lot of like important faxes. Some of them you have to do when you're bathing. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Did you ever uh, just constantly repeat the same thing? Like, a person would ask you a question, and you'd quote a policy or whatever, and then they would ask pretty much um, the same question, but in a different way, so you'd say it the same exact thing reiterated to them. Like, I, I do that... I, f- I find myself having to do that all the time because that's yeah that yeah that's something you end up having yeah. to do in there. I, I hated working there. I hated. <laughs> One of the things you always had to answer with was like if they were if they asked you a question or seemed upset about something, you always had to first answer with, "I can understand your frustration, ma'am yeah. or sir." Yeah. <laughs> and then you go. Let me see what I can do for you. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Blah. Nope. That's pretty much me every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah one of the reasons why uh, I'm glad to be doing what we're doing now. Yep. Yeah. That's no comparison. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I uh, I would really like to switch to part time to really have time to be able to focus on art because I I really just can't do I can't do art and full time job. It's it's just really hard for me to balance that realistically and I don't want to do this the rest of my life I want to do something I enjoy I'd rather exactly. I'd rather do something yeah. I'm going to get joy out of and even if it's making a little less money then that's fine because I'm actually happier <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's how we feel about the the same subject yeah. that uh, I was um, I was miserable working all those other jobs that I did work like I worked fast food call center i worked ups delivery uh i didn't care for any of them i i tried 
But the thing that I truly, truly enjoyed was, you know, art, mm -hmm. and I wanted to do something with that. So it, it's just something that you have to build up to and mm -hmm. just sometimes take the plunge. Sometimes you got to power through it. Yep, I agree. Yep. And I'm not going to lie, it's... It's hard. <laughs> it's hard sometimes. Uh, we, you know, we barely get by some months, but we we do get by. Yeah. You make it work, though. I'm sure you're I'm happier sure, for it. Yeah, I'm sure even if the money's a little tight, you're much happier than being stuck at a job you really have no care for, though. Foofy was just now saying uh, one of the the best thing you can probably do if you want to try to do that is nest egg. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, save up a bit and have a, a some stuff to, some money to lean back on while you're trying your mm -hmm. dream. Yeah, I'm, uh... What we're trying to do right now is get our office set up here. Um, I want to try and do that yeah. first and then try and save up some money from that. We we want to do more cons, too. We think that cons would really help um, getting us more attention again. Because mm -hmm. you didn't do cons so much, but you were uploading a lot back Yeah, you know, when I that's, first found that's out true. about you. So. That's uh, something else that we're uh, hoping to do with this Kickstarter. Yeah, you definitely should is, take, um, take those books that you we'll, make. <laughs> yeah, we were th going to try and uh, attend some more conventions. Uh, I, I recently went to a couple of conventions, and uh, like you said, it does help you get some publicity if you you know take some business cards and be like yeah. you know oh go check out my stuff, you know visit me visit my social uh, sites and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but. Uh, the bad thing about conventions is they're also expensive. Yes, definitely. And especially whenever you're not making anything back, mm -hmm. um, it's it's tough. Mm -hmm. And but but definitely conventions are a good way to go because, mm -hmm. like you said, uh, that'll give you some publicity and yeah. stuff. I feel as long as I I uh, break even at a convention. It's good because I got my name out there. I I usually get yeah. quite a few more followers on my different websites from a convention. Rocky yep. Mountain Fur Con was I I mean in a way it was good for me because I didn't make as much as I had hoped, but I got I gained like fifteen watchers. So actually yeah. a little more. Well, there you go. Yeah. So so down that's, the road that's something for you. Exactly. Yeah, that's something else. Actually, the the conventions I went to weren't. Fur conventions. Mm -hmm. so, uh, I imagine I'd probably get a lot more publicity from a, an actual fur con or something like that. Mm -hmm. the The two conventions I went to were like anime conventions in Metro and uh, MegaCon mm -hmm. in Florida. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you, you, of course you can you, find you have, that audience there at the anime con, but it it, it definitely you can. definitely is a lot easier at the furry con. Yeah, there there was plenty of people that walked by and they were like, "Hey, this art," you know, because I had mates mate start. I had some you know fan art of mm -hmm. like. Steven Universe. Hey, if you've if you get, like you've that. got cute fan art, <laughs> you'll you'll probably win at least somebody over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but at, at the same time, <laughs> at the convention, they'd go by and they'd see it, and they're like, "Oh, cool, this Steven Universe artwork." And they look over and they see the picture of Sesame or Kibbles that I have, and they'd be like, "Oh, this guy does furry, furry stuff. scum." Well, yeah, let's keep moving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and. uh what always cracked me up about those conventions, though, is this, is like the mother 
with their little child oh my gosh. walking through the convention and the child comes up and sees like a bikini picture that, you know, we drew or something. And she's like, Oh my goodness. And she covers her child's <laughs> eyes and they keep moving. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a perfect place to do that. Cause you know, there's not a million other girls, like real life girls walking around here and, you know, scantily clad bikini yeah, clothes and stuff. <laughs> Rocky mountain fur con was so funny. I had never seen so many kids with their parents at a furry con before it was so uh-huh. it, it was kind of strange really mm-hmm. there there i would say at least 20 different groups of children that i've that i saw there at the convention yeah oh like a precocious little uh six-year-old bought one of uh luna's buttons that she has <laughs> the hot dog one i think it was. <laughs> i have a i have a button that's a hot dog with mustard that's getting squirted on it it says go away <laughs> I'm just I I want to do more like designs that are you know original not so much strictly furry um, mm-hmm. and you know it, um, another good thing you can do is uh, if, if you have like shirts or like something people would wear out in public it's always good to have something that's not like super furry <laughs> I like the in public part <laughs> in public yeah <laughs> squeege, squeege monster is a good example of that, actually. Mm-hmm. So. Ah. yeah, squeege monster does a lot of fun designs with just like monstery looking things that are just honestly that- just really cool looking. And and if you make something like that, that's super cool, and people will actually like want to wear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just the people who wear their tails to Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> My our friends saw like it was a group of people that went to a restaurant, um, and they like apparently it was a full fursuiter that went to the restaurant, and we're uh-huh. just like, no, oh, boy. it's like yeah. why why would you um, do that? You you paid twenty five hundred dollars for this fursuit. Why are you gonna go eat spaghetti and meatballs in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's there's uh. So, you know, Skid, tell us about your fursuit that you wear to Chuck E. Cheese. Well, it's a rat. Uh-huh. And his name is Chucky. Uh-huh. But his and his I, last uh, name is uh, Monterey, though. Yeah. Chucky Monterey. No, Chucky no. Uh, Chucky his, Swift? His name is uh, Chucky Pepperjack. Chucky Pepperjack. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, no, uh, I'm one of those... Uh, furry artists, uh, me and Foofy both are those furry artists that we're not into the fursuit kind of stuff and mm-hmm. uh, like okay uh, there was a <laughs> explain yourself <laughs> there was a <laughs> there was an actual big group of fursuiters at Metrocon when I went earlier this mm-hmm. year and um, there always is they were all really nice <laughs> they, they were all really really nice uh, well, Megacon, I well, didn't see any. I, I mean, at most anime cons that I've been to, I've I've always seen at least a few fursuiters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it was it's it was pretty rare for me. Of course, I've only been to like four conventions total. But um, uh, in Metrocon, I saw a, a pretty big group, and uh, they were all really nice. And one of them actually uh, got a commission from me to draw, you know, her character. And uh, she was so excited about it. She loved it so much. She was like literally crying uh, at the table. And I was, you know, that made me feel good awesome. that she liked it so much. But um, 
there is a line that can be crossed, and it's especially whenever those uh, the first suitors have little squeak ball oh. in their mouth, and they're yeah, those doing are it annoying. Constantly. <laughs> I hate that. that is something that I just cannot absolutely cannot stand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind if it's like subtle, like you know, every now and then squeak squeak or whatever. But if they're sitting there going squeak 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 every time they take a step. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. there's stop. <laughs> there's this one fursuiter that used to go to the furry fiesta, and he would like put a squeaker tube in his mouth, so everything uh, uh. that he that came out of his mouth was a squeak. So he'd like talk in a squeak. It was really yeah. <laughs> irritating. There was a guy like that at Acon in Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, Texas. Me and uh, me and Foofy went to that one uh, just one day, mm-hmm. and there was a fursuiter there that had a uh, squeaker in his mouth, and he and oh. You could hear it all the way across the convention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, I was like, "Please stop, just stop, it's, please." It's the Harley of conventions. But other than that, I have no problem with them or anything. I'm just—it's not something I would yeah. do. You know, I. It seems like it would be exhausting. Yeah, to, like definitely. <laughs> yeah, I want a million fursuits. No joke. <laughs> like I really, I've always, um, I've always wanted. A, maybe not so much a full suit. Maybe I, I mean I, I had made a full suit. We don't talk about that though because it's it was so bad. But, <laughs> um, I I really did enjoy walking around and for mm-hmm. somebody who has really bad social anxiety, it really does help you like fit in a little more walking wow. around. And I, you know, I don't have any problem with with suitors because I I I get it. I get where some of them are coming from. Um, right, and I I can too. I can get the appeal yeah. that you just mentioned. You know, like. Not being too social, but being uh, in that suit, you feel more open yeah, exactly. to interact and stuff. I can see it that yeah. too. Yeah, that's why I don't have a problem with it. It's just whenever they're speaking oh, in yeah, my face, no. yeah. I'm right there with you. Um, <laughs> so, but I I think it'd be a lot of fun, and I have like so many ideas I want as far as suits. I just it's such it's so expensive. Like I oh, I completely yeah, I, I completely understand why people who make them very well charge what they do because it it takes a lot of time and a lot of skill. So whenever whenever I hear some anybody complain about price for that, I'm like, try making one yourself or just in general, like, okay, we'll make it yourself. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how no, to just, do it. No, just just go oh. out there and buy one of those hundred dollar fur suits. <laughs> the mascot suits from like Party City. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go to the right. Halloween well, city that pops up around Halloween and go get, like, a dog suit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Man, you know all this talk about fursuits. Foofy, I want to get a fursuit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just off, I don't know, that off, sounded off, pretty serious. Off screen, she's just, like, rolling her eyes, like, oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> she she kind of gave me the, like, eh? Yeah. Like, Okay, like, well, okay. Skid, start small. Go get a tail. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it was great talking to you guys again. It, it's been years since I've talked to either of you, so this was really nice. It, yeah, it has been a really long time since we've spoken. Uh, yeah, I think we played Left for Dead like five years ago. <laughs> yeah, we th- yeah we did. We played. It was like five years ago that we all played Left for Dead. Oh, I know. That's how we. That's how we bonded. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually how me and Foofy uh, got to know each other and bonded as Left 4 Dead. Yeah, <laughs> like I met her on I met her on, I met her in FA, mm-hmm. 
and then there was like some t- random times she was inviting me to like these big chats on like AOL Instant Messenger. Mm-hmm. She was inviting all these artists to the chats, or, or somebody was, and I would join, and I'd be like, "Hello," and then like they would all start talking about something, and I was just like, "Eh, this isn't for me," and I would exit. <laughs> um, but but uh, we ended up talking a lot more, and we would uh, draw an open canvas. Anybody remember that program? Hey, I still use it time to time. time. <laughs> <laughs> we would do like the the multi stream, the multi uh, user yeah. drawing on that. Yeah, and um, and then we I one time went and was playing Left 4 Dead, and uh, and uh, then I I heard that uh, Foofy was wanting to play it too, and I was like, okay, so I bought her a copy, and then we. Played tons and tons and tons and tons. Yeah, and tons. <laughs> that's great. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's how, that's pretty much how we bond. But yeah, it's great talking to you, uh, talking to you too. Uh, it's, it's nice, you know, reconnecting. Yes. We we need to talk more. Yes, we should. <laughs> we should left for dead again. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we should left for dead again. Well, the only way I would left for dead now is maybe like getting a mod or like a custom map or something. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that about does it for our episode. Um, yeah, that was that's uh, quite a that that was that was pretty interesting. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. So so you guys, uh, your your webcomic is on uberquest.catbox.net, and uh, exactly. you've got a Patreon for it as well, and a Kickstarter, and I'll I'll put the links to those on portscast.com under this episode. Is there anything else you guys want to uh, plug here at the end? Um, you want to plug your uh, YouTube <laughs> with all of your Let's Plays? Well, I, yeah, I, I do have the YouTube. Uh, it's Just look up the username Skiddog. It's 3Ds, S-K-I-D-D-D-O-G, all together. Uh, is there anything you, you want to uh, plug? Yeah, that's your Let's Play channel. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes we upload art stuff there. Um, I guess the Thunderclap and mm-hmm. the... I mean, the Kickstarter, obviously. Well, yeah, uh, the, uh, we have a we also have a Thunderclap right now. What's Thunderclap? Thunderclap is a website uh, that you can, if you get enough people voting, uh, it'll send out a huge message to a bunch of hmm. uh, people's followers and stuff, and basically spread the word about oh, okay. the cool. uh, UberQuest Kickstarter. It's it's basically it's basically a way to uh, reach out socially to a bunch of other people, but you got to get a, at least like a hundred people supporting it. So. Okay, cool. That's that's why we want to plug that. Well, too. as always, I'm Portsaby. You can find me on FA under that name. Good luck spelling it out, and uh, <laughs> on Twitter and and so on. And we have a Twitter for Portscast at Portscast, and you can send us questions there and stuff. Luna Starbright is on for affinity under that name with a hyphen in between Luna and Starbright. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you again for being here on the episode, Skid and Foofy. No problem. Go go check their art out. It's wonderful and great and cute and adorable, <laughs> and I love it. I've commissioned both of them, and you should commission them too. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone. Penises. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>